Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. As in excess and the instrumental version uh, of Never Tear Us Apart. Of course, in excess Australian uh, picnic at Hanging Rock is set in Australia. It all ties in, you see, a very clever little tie, which I didn't think of. It was thought of by my guest, my second guest this morning, who's going to tell us all about Picnic at Hanging Rock, uh, the director uh, at the Lace Market Theatre, Sarah Gander. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning, Kev. I'm really well. Lovely to speak to you. And to you too. Uh, I, I tell you what, that that's that instrumental version. It, it's quite hypnotic, isn't it? For you know, for for the production you're putting on. Yes, it is. Um, the actual one we're, we're using is a bit of a, it's not actually that one, it's a piano one, so it's even oh. slower. Um, but that one's a beautiful one as well. So, um, But I kind of wanted to use an Australian band in the play, and I quite like to link things together, so it works really well. Marvellous stuff. I, sh- I should be now looking for just a piano version uh, of that. <laughs> I, d- I hate to be foxed, I do. Now then, for those who don't know the book or the film, tell us um, as much as you can about what the story is about Picnic at Hanging Rock. Sure. So um, it was written in 1967 by Joan Lindsay, um, and it was made into a very famous cult film by Peter Weir in 1975. And it's about the disappearance of three girls and their teacher on St. Valentine's Day in 1900, where they just went for a lovely picture from their uh, picnic. They're from a, a boarding school, um, and they just vanished. And it's about the fallout of what happens to them and what happened to the school and the rest of the characters. Um, and it's, it's like an onion, this play. There's so much going on. Um, there's so much um, content about different things. It touches... It's basically... Uh, um, a glimpse of Victorian colonialism. So Joan Lindsay was really clever. She painted this beautiful picture, this bucolic picture of these girls, this sereneness, um, living in Australia, which at the time was very barren and wild and being overtaken um, by the colonies and pushing out the original Aborigines and, you know, um, all of that sort of stuff. So it's very clever with what it's actually doing. Um, and it's just a peach, really. It's, it's a bit spooky. It's a bit weird. It's chilling. It's, you never kind of know what's going on. Um, it's, just, it's just a fab play. Now, the book is classed as an Australian Gothic novel, which uh, follows on nicely from the last uh, Lace Market Theatre production of Jekyll and Hyde, also a Gothic yeah. classic. With that in mind, how difficult is it to, to create menace on stage? Oh, it's, it's quite difficult, actually, because you have to really, it's, um, you have to really use lots of other, other um, things around you. So we've got lots of music in it, we've got lots of sound effects, we've got atmospheric lighting... Um, we've done things with our voices as well. Um, so it's kind of layered and layered um, to create this um, mystic, this world, this intrigue. Um, and one of the things we've tried to do quite a lot is bring in this um, feeling of heat because Australia is a really hot country and this rock is hot and the ground is hot. And it's described as a volcanic lava and, you know, it's kind of like wild. And so we've tried as much as we can to put all of those sorts of things in and make it feel as if, you know, you, you can feel this atmosphere, this, this temperature and this something is rising. 
Now then, with the um, the, the time progression, because uh, the, with, with the book and the film, there's a time progression on there. How is that um, depicted on stage? Because, as you say, it all starts in 1900, and then it, it keeps coming forward. So how do we know the sort of, you know, what year it is and how the time is progressing? So it kind of um, all fits with the same time period. So it's... Um the way we set it, we set it as it's in 1900. So we've got girls who are narrating what's happening within the play, and then we've got the play actually going off. So it's kind of it's quite a stylized play and really modern in its interpretation, uh, but it never really moves from 1900. Oh, right. OK, so looking forward to this then, because it's, it's, it's different from a sort of bits and bobs that I've read uh, online about it. So, oh, marvellous. Now that you've also mentioned, um, of course, uh, the lighting and the sound is going to be very important with creating the right atmosphere um, w- with this. And I, I suppose the sound uh, is really important because with watching the film, you've got all these sort of weird noises. And, it, you know, it's quite a supernatural film. Yeah. So... I suppose the sound in there is is going to be very very important. The soundscape that's uh, that's lined up for the play. Yeah, it is, and we worked you know quite hard to get the right sounds in, and um, we're using um, you know the old Kookaburra song, um, and the girls have learnt that song because that's very um, sort of ingrained in Australian culture. Um, so we put that in, and then we've also got the sounds of the bush, and we've got the sound of the kookaburra, because the kookaburra and the laugh of the uh, kookaburra is very much like girls laughing, and we've got this kind of, you know, spookiness going on with these girls laughing and the disappearing, and I've said to them quite a few times, there's nothing more scary on stage than girls in white dresses screaming and laughing. Um, so, uh, and this kind of play sort of has all of that going on, so... It kind of, it's a very odd play. It's done in a modern way, but it is um, a period piece, but it's not that naturalistic. I'm probably making a really big fear about this, but it goes, it's beautiful, um, but it goes everywhere. And it's a a really interesting piece to see because um, if anyone's read Picnic Hanging Rock, it's a very beautiful, poetic book and she has lovely lines and you know the lyric of it and the pattern of it and tom wright did a really good job of pulling that out so you have these beautiful passages that he he speaks and the girls speak you know almost poetical um verses and then we have these other things these undercurrents that come out and it's just um it's just a, a fascinating piece of theater I'm glad you mentioned about the poetic side of it because uh, I've recently read the book and after reading it, it sort of struck me it was almost Shakespearean with with the rhythm, the rhyme, the poetry uh, and everything in there. It's uh, it's very similar to something, I don't know, whether Shakespeare might have written it sort of later on in life. Yeah, it has um, a really... um lovely way about it and she's, mm. she's so descriptive about what she's saying um, and I think in some ways what she kind of did was she kind of put this mystery because she kind of made out that it was real and it wasn't and that's a whole different kind of story which is a lovely thing so many people have come up to me and said oh it's based on a true story and it actually isn't yeah. and she kind of like hoodwinked all these people to think it was real and it and it actually wasn't but oh. she's kind of um, telling this story um, in a way, but she's actually having a bit of a go about what they actually did. 
to the Aborigines and all of the native people of Australia, but she does it in such a beautiful way that you kind of, unless you really dig deep, you kind of just hear this beautiful um, lyrical verses that she's put in. Um, yeah, it's just it's just lovely. It's just a great play. I see. I was under the impression that it was a true story as well. Oh well, that's <laughs> that that sort of me. Kev, have you read the secret chapter? I have seen the secret chapter. I, um, I've um, <laughs> I, I've not read it in f- well. I don't think I've read it in full. Um, I have seen it online because when I was uh, uh-huh. when I was uh, sort of digging around, I saw the you know sort of picnic at Hanging Rock secret chapter, and I, I've read part of that. And I think then someone knocked at the door or something. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to go back now and reread the whole of the secret chapter on this. Uh, yeah. Will that make sense? With the you know to the rest of the play, um, possibly not. Oh right, to be honest, (laughs) it it gives them an outcome. Right, but I think in some ways it's best not to know because this outcome sends you in a totally different direction. Um, And I think it. I think this is the reason why it was omitted because um, her publisher said no, don't put. We'll take the ending out, and it wasn't published until '87 when she died. Um, so I think people just wanted to know. It's, you know, it's a bit like Don't Look Now when the little yeah. guy in the red coat turns around yes. and you think, I wish I hadn't seen that. It was so much better just seeing the back of him all the time. And it's kind of the same thing with this play. Once you've read that, you kind of think, oh, I wish I kind of didn't know that. Um, so I think that kind of leaving it open is just much more glorious and much more intriguing than actually knowing what what really happened or what she thinks really happened. Well, I'll tell you what, then. It's very interesting. I won't read it until after I've seen your play. All right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Don't do that. I'll yeah. leave. I'll leave yeah. it till after after Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah. now then, uh, set in Australia, um, the the play is sort of a mix between Australian and uh, sort of RP um, pronunciation. Um, is, is that the same with, with your play? Have we got Australian accents? Have we got uh, the proper British uh, accents in there? We we've got a bit of a mixture. Marvelous. Um, we've got some, we've got some Australians, and then we've just got some normal voices. Um, I think it was really important for us to get the staging and the characters right without worrying too much about what they were actually saying in an accent. So we've kind of just gone for our own natural voices. Um, There's a few of them who have done, you know, little tweaks on voices and things like that. But um, no, there's no, no received pronunciation in this one. Right, so we, we get the full poetry and the beauty of, a, of, yeah. the, of the script, so that, that's marvellous. And I suppose the costume department will have pulled out all the stops uh, due to it being a period piece as well. Yes, yeah, we've got some lovely um, costumes. So we have uh, ten girls in white dresses. Uh, with, oh, I've, got, I've almost quoted uh, the sound of music there. <laughs> but they, they do have um, sashes. But they're not all blue, so because um, <laughs> it's a big sort of um, play where lots of them are narrating. What we've done is we've put different girls in different coloured sachets, and we've um, in the program you'll see that we've put next to them who's wearing which one, so that you can work out who is actually speaking and uh, which girl is which. So because it can be a little confusing if everyone's all in the same, yeah, and they're not a defined character. So we have all of these lovely white sachets, uh, uh, white dresses and these clipper sachets. And we've got parasols, uh, which are lovely. Um, and then we've got some great costumes for the boys. We've got three boys. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's looking really good. The costumes are absolutely wonderful. 
Brilliant stuff. So we've not got them singing my favourite things or anything like that in there. There's a little bit of music, <laughs> no. but not There's nothing. Bit, yeah. Nothing from Sound of Music. Not. So that that, that that's. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, so it's on Tuesday the fifth to Saturday the ninth of April. Um, it, it, it's on the main stage, is it? It is, yes. Yes, marvelous stuff. It's on the main stage of the Nottingham uh, Lace Market Theatre. Tuesday the fifth to Saturday the ninth of April. It's picnic at Hanging Rock. Uh, Sarah, where can we get tickets from? You can get them from uh, the website, the Lace Market Theatre website, or you can phone the box office um, after half seven every evening. Marvellous stuff. So that's where, uh, and obviously we can get them on the night as well. Of course, if, there's, can, a, yeah. if there's any tickets left, because I imagine this is going to be quite a popular one. Um, it, it is. It's, uh, yes, it's um, it's a unique one, and you know, if people have read the book and seen the film, there's an intrigue as to what the theatre uh, play might be like. So yes. I hope, hopefully, people will come and see it. Marvellous stuff. Uh, now you're in the middle of, of uh, is it a tech run uh, or? Yeah, we're yes. halfway through a tech run. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that you've took uh, ten, fifteen minutes off as a break just so that you can come and speak to us this morning. So thank you so much for that. Um, oh, thank I, you for having us on. Oh my pleasure. It's always great to to hear what's happening at the Lace Market Theatre. I'm going to let you get back to whatever break you've got left, and then get back to the tech run. Uh, tech run. Great. And uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing it on Tuesday. No, I can't wait because it's. Uh, I've, as I say, I've read the book, I've seen the film, and now want to see what it looks like on stage. Um, so yeah, looking I, forward to it. So I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure I will. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for taking your time out. Have a great Sunday, and uh, and we'll thank see you, you next too. week at the Lace Market. Lovely. Thanks so much, Kev. Take care. Bye-bye.